0: This show is dedicated to all the vibrant women over 50. I'm your host, Valerie Hatcher, and welcome back to another episode of Aging with Grace and Style. I am thrilled to dive into today's topic, so grab your beverage, sit back, and let's indulge in some good old girl talk. Are you ready to age with Grace and Style? Well, let's go. Hello, fabulous ladies, and welcome back to our Aging with Grace and Style podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Hatcher, and I am thrilled to be back with you for the third part of our series on Embracing Life After 50. In our last episode, we took a journey into our emotional landscapes and the crucial health priorities that come into focus at this stage of life. So today we're moving into the world of relationships and the vital importance of me time. We'll talk about romantic relationships. We'll dive into the dating scene after 50. And for those who prefer it, embracing the single life. And in the second half, We'll explore the value of investing time in our hobbies, personal interests, and self-care practices. But first, as always, let's kick things off with our biweekly health hack. So our health hack for this week is all about one of the most important yet often overlooked aspects of our health. It's quality sleep. Good sleep is crucial for our overall health. It helps restore our bodies, improves our mood, and even boost our memory and creativity. As we age, we might face some challenges to to having a good night's rest, but there are of course strategies. Keeping a regular sleep schedule, creating a calm and quiet sleep environment, and avoiding caffeine if it keeps you awake at night. And also avoiding electronic devices close to bedtime. These uh, doing these things can significantly improve your sleep quality. Now I have to confess, I am the worst at the whole electronic device tip. I guess we could say what do as I say, not as I do. I've gotten better with not being on the phone, searching the internet at night, however. Most nights, I do need the TV in order to fall asleep. It's when I try to go to bed without the TV that my rest seems to be impacted. So let's make quality sleep a priority. It's a simple hack, but one with significant impacts on our well being. Now, let's dive into our main topics. Let's start with dating and relationships and friendships after 50. In this phase of life, maintaining long-term relationships can bring a unique set of opportunities and challenges. It's common for couples who've been together for many years to experience a shift in their relationship dynamics, especially when the children leave the nest. Suddenly, you have more time together, and it's a golden opportunity to actually rediscover one another. Some couples, after the last kid leaves for college, find themselves alone in a house filled with memories, but somewhat disconnected from each other. I remember always hearing people talk about how they were going to celebrate and they were going to do this and that when all the kids were gone and then that they would be free. But in reality, it really isn't that easy. There's this awkward silence. Um, The So what do we talk about now? What are our common interests? It's a time to rediscover mutual interests and even explore new ones together. Maybe join a gym together, take a golf, or even plan some small trips to places that we'd always wanted to visit. But this shared time and new experiences can help revitalize the connection and enjoy this whole emptiness phase. Now, certainly there are those who might be navigating the end of a long-term relationship or marriage. Divorce, while emotionally challenging, can also be seen as an opportunity for a fresh start, especially when it comes to dating. You know, I seem to talk to people wherever I go, but in a conversation that I had with a lady at the hair salon, She said that after 25 years of marriage, she found herself divorced at 53. Once she had given herself some time to heal, she decided she was ready to meet new people and actually even possibly find another partner. She said it was daunting at first, but she discovered that dating after 50 kind of brought a new perspective and a confidence that she hadn't had in her earlier years. She tried online dating platforms tailored for people over 50, and she found them to be a great way to meet potential partners. She also expanded her social activities to include groups and clubs with interests that were similar to hers. She met new friends, which actually included her current husband. Now, being single after 50 I'm sure it can feel intimidating, but I've heard that it's also an opportunity to start anew. At this stage, we often have a stronger sense of self, a clearer understanding of our wants and the confidence to assert them. Of course, romantic relationships aren't the only bonds that matter. Friendships play a crucial role at this stage of life. Friends can provide emotional support joy, and a sense of community. This might just be a great time to strengthen existing relationships and even make new ones. If most of your friends are about the same age, then they too are probably experiencing the same empty nester stage and would welcome redefining what their new life is going to look like. Now, you've heard me talk a lot about my group of friends. All of us are over 50 and all have kids who are out of school. Most of them are grandmoms, except for me. It's funny because our kids call us the OLGs, which is the old lady gang. But it's nice that at this stage of life, we can hang out with people who we have things in common with and who are going through some of the same ups and sometimes even downs. So Whether you're nurturing a marriage or diving back into the dating pool or fostering relationships and friendships, relationships after 50 can be a source of immense joy or growth and companionship. It's all about staying open, embracing change, and investing in your social well-being. Now, if you listen to my 5 to Thrive Tuesdays, You know how much I like tips. So I've pulled together a few that might be helpful. So let's start with tips for revitalizing long-term relationships. The first one is to rediscover each other's interests. Take time to reconnect over shared hobbies or explore new ones together. The second is communicate. Open, honest communication about your needs and feelings can breathe new life into a long-term relationship. And the third is make time. Set aside regular quality time just for the two of you, like a recurring date night or even a daily walk. Now, tips for dating after divorce, number one is take your time. Consider allowing yourself time to heal from your divorce before you jump into dating. Number two is be open. Stay open to new experiences and connections. You might be surprised by the people you meet when you're open to possibilities. Now I'm not saying settle, I'm saying stay open. Trust yourself. At this stage, you likely have a better understanding of what you want in a relationship. Trust your instincts and don't settle for less. And now, tips for strengthening friendships. Reach out. Regularly make time to connect with your friends, be it a quick phone call, a text, or even just checking in over social because, you know, we're all on Facebook and we read stuff that each other's doing. So comment or, you know, say something just to check in to make sure that they're doing okay. Engage in shared activities. That could be book clubs, exercise classes, volunteering, brunch, and other outings. These are all great ways to bond with friends. And then the third one is just to be there. Offer your support in times of need and celebrate together in times of joy. Now remember, these are general tips and every individual's experience is unique. But Always do what feels right for you and your circumstances. Investing in me time after 50. So beyond our relationships with others, now let's talk about the relationship that we have with ourselves. As we transition into this stage of life, one of the most Im- important and beautiful transformations can be the rediscovery and redefinition of our own identity now m- now more than ever investing in me time is just as important as investing time with others and it's essential time alone allows us to reconnect with ourselves It's an opportunity to quiet the noise of the world around us and listen to our own thoughts, our own desires, our own needs. I'm a firm believer that it's during these quiet moments that we can truly understand what brings us joy, peace, and fulfillment. Now, COVID-19 had a dramatic impact on all our lives. And many of us found ourselves homebound with our spouses or our families 24-7. Now, while there were certainly benefits to this increased togetherness, it also highlighted the need for personal space and independence. Now, I can speak from my own experiences during COVID-19. So prior to COVID, I worked from home three days per week, and my husband worked in the office every day. I went to the gym most days, so I got to see people. I had a routine, and I had my space, and I had my time alone. Well, when things shut down and everyone was working from home, we were both home 24-7. We couldn't go anyplace because other than, say, Walmart and the grocery store, not much was open. And then when things did open, we were still really cautious our jobs remained remote even after things opened back up. And as a matter of fact, my husband changed jobs during that time. And it was a job where he permanently worked from home. So our workspaces were in rooms next to each other. Then at the end of the workday, we'd end up downstairs to eat and to watch TV. Things that we've always done, but now there is no degree of separation. I can admit it was really hard for me. I need space, not just a room, but I realized I loved having moments when I had the house alone, where I could blast my music, where I could just do me. That was all of a sudden snatched away from me. Sure, I know it may sound selfish, but for me, the importance of having my own space and time was not just about physical space, but it was about emotional and psychological space too. So I decided to take action. Outdoors on the patio became my space. Prior to COVID, I never sit outside. During COVID, we actually had a pergola installed to cover the patio. We added an outdoor. Doors, bar for eating and stuff, a fridge, mounted a TV, bought new furniture. Y'all, let me say, I started and ended almost every day on the patio until it was too hot to do so. I remember my mom and my husband both thought the patio was just this uh, obsession that would be temporary. But I can tell you almost three years later, it is still my happy place. I actually get a bit upset when it's now too hot to be out there, even with fans on. So while we both still primarily work from home, and I still seldom have the house to myself, I do go into the office a few times a month, which gives me about three hours alone time in the car. Or on weekends, I run my errands and do things that's going to get me out of the house so that I can feel that I'm having my alone time. Remember, investing in me time is more than just about having hobbies or interests. It's about affirming your individual identity outside of your roles as parent, partner, or professional. It's about taking the time to care for your mental and emotional health, to reflect on your goals and desires, and to engage in activities that bring you joy and satisfaction. Whether it's curling up with a good book, sitting on the patio with a glass of wine, practicing yoga, or learning a new skill, me time always allows you to nurture your soul, Celebrate your individual individuality, and yes, even recharge your batteries. And remember, it's never, ever selfish to prioritize yourself. In fact, when you're happier and healthier, you're in a better position to bring joy to those around you. What is it they say? When mama's happy, everybody's happy. Well, you know what? That's true. So ladies, let's make a pact to prioritize me time. Schedule it if needed and make it enjoyable. It's the best investment that you can make because at the end of the day, the most important relationship you have is the one with yourself. Investing in me time is really investing in your well-being. So now let's move on to our listeners lounge where we address your questions. So today's question comes from Donna in Denver. She asked, how do I start investing in me time? I feel guilty taking time for myself. What a relatable question, Donna. First, know that taking time for yourself is not a luxury. It's a necessity. It's about valuing your well-being. Start small. Maybe dedicate a few minutes each day to something that you love, be it reading, meditating, or even just sipping your morning coffee in peace. So my Saturday morning quiet coffee time in my favorite chair or on the patio is really my favorite time of the week. But as you get more comfortable, then gradually increase this time. Remember, taking care of yourself enables you to be there for others too. Thanks for your question, Donna. And to all our listeners, remember to send in your questions. We're here to journey together. So as we wrap up today's episode, I want to remind you of the importance of embracing change, be it in your relationships or in carving out time for yourself, whether you're navigating the new world of dating, investing in your marriage, or just getting comfortable in your own company. Remember, this journey is all about growing and rediscovering yourself. And ladies, you're not alone in this journey. We're all here experiencing the ebbs and flows, the ups and downs, the joys and challenges of life after 50. Our health hack today about improving sleep hygiene was a great reminder about how small changes can lead to significant improvements in our health and well-being. Remember to give it a try. Let me know how it goes. In our next episode, we'll continue exploring life after 50. This time, we're gonna be focusing on the financial aspect of it. We'll discuss how to plan, what to anticipate, how to maintain financial health and independence as we age. In the meantime, I'd love to hear your stories. What are your experiences with dating or relationships after 50? How do you spend your me time? Send in your stories, your tips, or your questions, and we might feature them in our next Listener's Lounge segment. Remember, you can send them to hello at agingwithgraceandstyle.com. Thank you so much for joining me today. And remember, age is just a number. How we live, love, and grow is entirely up to us. Until next time, embrace your journey and remember that together we are aging with grace style, and a touch of